This is the Hidden Wire Podcast, episode 619, my solo rant. Kaizen is the Japanese word for improvement. Kaizen refers to activities that continually improve all functions, as it may relate to business or our life. Hey, what's going down? Lee Manutsi here, the host of the show. Welcome to the Hidden Wire Podcast. How the heck are you? Guys, it feels good. It feels good today. I'm feeling really pumped. I'm ready to give you bring you give you bring you this episode this is my solo rant every week guys i get to sit here behind my microphone and dribble some poo to talk to you hopefully to give you some inspiration it doesn't sound too enticing does it to give you some inspiration maybe a little bit of education and somehow assist you to moving towards a life with greater freedom fulfillment and happiness today is a crack over an episode and it's really about the hidden why you know in a sense because it's about continual and never-ending improvement. It's about making those small incremental changes in our day-to-day lives so we can continually improve, continually get better, and really live a meaningful life as it relates to you, as it matters to you. So that's what this episode is all about, guys. I wrote an article a few years ago, quietly, uh, quite a poor, poorly written article, can't even speak, a poorly written article, but it was revised, and then revising it, I thought, I'm actually going to create a podcast out of this too and talk about it. So that's what I'm doing today. It's a good time for it as well. It was about halfway through the year when I wrote the article, and now it's about halfway through the year when I'm bringing this to you. So guys, I hope it brings you some value. Let me know what you think. Jump online, thehiddenwire.com. Check it out. There, episode 619. Hope to connect. Talk soon. Constant and never-ending improvement. Tony Robbins, in his book, Awaken the Giant Within, actually mentioned this term. It's an acronym that he created or coined, which is CANI, C-A-N-I. And it means continuous and never-ending improvement or constant and never-ending improvement. I'm not too sure which one. Both sound the same to me. At the end of the day, it's all about making little improvements every day in our lives, every day in our business lives. And in doing that, over the course of time, we will see a significant increase in our overall performance, in the overall performance of the business. And that's why I believe the the term that I started with, which is Kaizen, it's a Japanese kanji, and it means improvement. And the Japanese are masters of this. They actually use this in their everyday business lives to continually improve what they do. And if you've ever been to Japan, I lived in Japan for quite some time in total, on and off, probably for about five or six years. And what I noticed is that they really are the masters of what they do. And they practice, practice, practice with this focus of little improvements every single day. And no matter how minor the improvements, it really is coming down to a point where as long as you're making improvements, small improvements, incremental improvements every day, at the end of a week, at the end of a year, at the end of a decade, at the end of your lifetime, you will see that level of performance or success that perhaps you desire. I wrote this article a few years ago and I came a little bit unstuck. I was about halfway through the year. And as most of us do, I set out with really good intentions. I wrote down some goals, strategized, planned, um, and, and went for it. You know, and I got halfway through the year and I wasn't totally uh, disaligned or off track and I didn't fall off the bandwagon too early. But certainly I, I felt like there was a, a few things 
encroaching, uh, impeding on my schedule and really conflicting with my ability to reach the goals that I desired. So that's when I wrote this article. And really this article is a practice that I sort of came up with to help me realign myself with those goals to get back on track, to push forward, to finish the year strong. And it really comes down to that that notion of you know constant and never-ending improvement. So what I'm going to share with you today, guys, is five steps on how to um, do this practice. And then I'm also going to share with you at the end, probably a little bit more briefly, uh, the five things that I did eliminate and the five things that I actually replaced. And that's really what the five for five is all about. It's about looking at your strategy, your current plan, your current day, your life, and looking at the five things that are working, that are positive, and looking at the five things that perhaps aren't necessary or really not bringing in the results that you require. And it's about replacing five for five, hence five for five practice. So that's what it's all about, guys. Let's begin. So you probably know of the Pareto Principle or the 80-20 rule. Um, There's been a lot of talk about it in the past. I'm sure you're aware of it. What it basically says is that 80% of what you put in gives you 20% of your results and 20% of what you put in gives 80% of your results. And that's quite fascinating. It actually came from a uh, mathematician, I believe it was, in Italy, um, something Pareto. And he noticed that the crops, 80% of the the crops gave 20% of the yield and 20% of the crops gave 80% of the yield. And that's where the principle sort of arise, uh, arose from, I believe. But you can look at this in, in everyday life. And I looked at this in my, in my previous business in real estate where I was going, 80% of the activities that I'm doing are giving me the 20% of the results that I require, whereas 20% of the activities are giving me 80% of the results. And when I looked at what I was doing in my day-to-day life, I was actually going, well, yeah, this is where I'm getting most results. And it really was that smaller proportion. So I said, well, how can I, how can I replace a lot of what isn't getting me the results and put it into what is getting me the results. And sometimes it's one of those things that, you know, a lot of that stuff that doesn't seem to be getting your results actually helps that 20% that is getting your results. So sometimes you can't just eliminate everything. But it is certainly an eye-opener when you when you sort of put that into your into your practice, into your focus, into your level of awareness or tension. And and that's certainly what I think you need to do every day is look at your life and go, well, what is working for me? What is bringing me in the results and what is not? And this is something that we could reflect on. I don't actually do it, but we could reflect on in our, in our journaling. If you do journaling, which I do in the morning, so you could actually put this into your journal practice and just look at your previous day. Well, what worked? What didn't work? What could I improve on? What could be avoided or eliminated? And I think if we did this every day, um, that would help us stay focused on this idea of continual and never-ending improvements. So that's really what it's all about. What we're going to do now is just talk through five steps to help us realign ourselves with our goals. And again, if you don't have goals, I think it's really important to start with goals. I just spoke with a guy um, whose name was Michael Usim, uh, Usim, and he he's the author of a book called Go Long, and he researched a lot of um, highly successful companies. And what he found is that a lot of companies um, in the past and, and great companies now, they focus on long-term Um, They don't focus on short-term. And the problem with this day and age is that we're all very short-term focused. And that's why there's less companies around and companies are falling off quicker than ever before. I think that relates to our lives too. We need to focus on goals, number one, but we need to have that long-term vision as well. So that's why I think it is good to have a vision of, you know, where do you see yourself at the end of the year? Where do you see yourself in three years? 
have that goal towards to work towards and then have incremental goals along the way so that might be well what can I achieve in six months what can I achieve in three weeks what can I achieve by the end of this week and all those little incremental goals help you get to that bigger goal I think when you have a goal it actually brings purpose to your life it gives you something to aim towards and what I think is really important about goals is that they must align with something that you value what's important to you because there's no point of having a goal if you're not really too keen on that goal, if it's not really of a priority or importance to you. For example, let's say everyone else around you is driving a nice car and you think it's going to be a great idea to have a goal to earn enough money to buy a fancy car. Now, if you don't really care for cars or don't like cars, um, it might be hard to achieve that goal because at the end of the day, your back of the mind, you're just saying, well, I don't really care about that anyway, so why am I going to try and get there? Um, and that, that actually relates to something that I had as a goal for myself um, some time ago. That's why I bring that up as an example, but it's an easy example and something that you can certainly relate to. So I think really you need to connect your goals with what you value, what's important to you, and that's going to keep them sustainable. So for example, at the moment, I do have a goal, and this is a big call uh, to be announcing it on air, but I'd like to run or do a compete in a triathlon. Now, I've never done a triathlon before. Um, I can swim, I can run, never really bike, bike. I'm not a bike rider. Um, so there's a few things there that are challenges for me. But just having that goal in the mind, and I haven't actually committed to a set date yet, but just having that goal there for a six-month time actually has really amped up my level of fitness activity. Uh, and, and that's really important. So there is a, a purpose for it because I want to be healthy. It's got a goal in mind, so I can attach myself to something and I can aim towards something. And there's certainly incremental goals that I can achieve along the way. For example, running 5Ks, running 10Ks, uh, biking 10Ks, biking 40Ks, swimming uh, 1.5k swimming in an endurance swim, you know, all these little incremental goals that you can build up towards getting there. So I think you really have to have that, that goal to bring more purpose into your everyday life. And when you have that goal, that's when you can look at your life and go, okay, well, what's worked well in getting me towards that goal today and what hasn't? And we should really look at this every day. I don't, I'm guilty, I don't, and I should do it more often. But look at, well, what did I do well today and what didn't go so well? What actually would have assisted me towards that goal and what didn't assist me towards it. Okay, well, what can I do tomorrow to avoid those things? And what could I do to enhance that and to make those improvements? Now, if you just make 1% improvements every day, I think James Altucher is a big fan of this. 1% improvements every day is like 3,500% over the course of a year, uh, accumulative interest. Um, so it's really fascinating to look at it like that too, but I think you do. Once you start those little incremental improvements every single day, um, it snowballs, and that's certainly what happens in life as well if you continue on that, that path forward. So don't give up. Don't lose hope. Yes, we stumble, we fall. Things, uh, things you know, envelop us, and, and you know, we, we suddenly find ourselves in a life of clutter and chaos, but we can clear it out by just going through these simple five steps. And the five steps are awareness and reflection, identifying or re-identifying and confirming your goals, identifying problem or negative behaviors and activities, identifying positive behaviors and activities, and then strategizing, planning, and preparing. So those are the five simple steps. Now I can go into these a little bit further. So the first step was awareness and reflection. Really what you gotta do, and we need to do this every day, 
Um, but certainly at this time, halfway through my year, perhaps I didn't do it enough throughout that period. But six months in, I had to give myself that time to just really pull back from everything and just sit and think and reflect and just become more aware. Because what happens when we go after these goals, we get so busy, we get so caught up in it all that we forget what is actually important and we just start adding to the plate. You know, it's like a buffet smorgasbord. Oh yeah, I'll put this on there, I'll put that on there. Yeah, it looks better and better and better. And then suddenly we're overwhelmed. And that's certainly what happened in my life. I, I suddenly had all these different activities and behaviors that I was doing, some that were related to work, some that were related to life, some that had purpose and some that certainly didn't have purpose. And I just kept running with it. I kept doing more and more and running with it and running with it. And as you do more and more, um, certain negative behaviors and activities come involved as well. And that's certainly where I found myself as well. So that's what happens. And I think this is why awareness and reflection is a really good practice to just pull back, retreat and go, hang on a second. What is working? What am I after? What is what's important to me? Let's realign ourselves with that goal. And that leads us to the second step, which is really re-identifying and confirming the goal, you know. Well, what was that goal? Well, this was the goal. Okay, so once you can stop and pause and reflect and really assess that goal, it really helps you gain clarity around what you are moving towards again. And a, a little bit more focus, again, around purpose. You know, what is your purpose moving forward? So I think that awareness step leads directly to that ability to re-identify with your goals and confirm what your goals are. Now, if you haven't got goals yet, that's a great step to actually start planning. What are the goals? What are my goals moving forward? I think it's a really important step too to just ask yourself, are these goals actually the goals that I need to have or want to have? Because sometimes we create goals and then we go after them and then we're not achieving them or not even getting close to them or perhaps they're just not feeling that great anymore. Perhaps it's a really good time in that moment to go, well, hang on, perhaps this goal isn't really necessary at all. Perhaps it doesn't matter to the bigger picture of things. And if that's the case, you can just eliminate that goal entirely and come up with the entire new goal. So those two steps are really important in moving forward. Now, once you've confirmed those goals, the next step is to really look at those goals and go, okay, well, what has worked um, in a positive manner to getting me here? And this is step three and four. And what has uh, worked or not worked um, in regards to the negative behaviors and activities um, that have hold me back from perhaps getting to that level where I wanted to be at this time. So that's where the five for five comes into play, really. And I think you could look at this on a day-to-day basis. I think you could look at this on a month-to-month basis. I think you could certainly do it every six months or even every year. Uh, it's a really good practice to incorporate into your life. And certainly a practice that I should incorporate more into my life as well because it's a really refresh a good refreshing reminder of what's important, what your goals are, and what you can improve on to help get you towards those goals quicker. So identify the problem behaviors and activities. Well, what's hold you? What's holding you back? What are the things that aren't necessary towards getting you there? What activities have you put into your schedule that aren't actually a measurable element to that goal that you're going towards? So it might be an activity that is not purposeful to any goal that you have. Now, you might have a few goals. You might have a personal goal. You might have a professional goal. Um, You might have another goal to, I don't know, purchase a new home. Whatever it might be, you might have a few goals there. Now, over those activities in that past six months or in that past period that you're reflecting on, what activities have absolutely no uh, ability to take you towards that? So that's where I'd start, looking at those problem behaviors. 
The next one is, well, what activities and behaviors have actually been good and helping me? What's that 20% that have really been getting me the 80% of the results? Focus on those two. So once you do those two steps, you can really identify then, well, what are the five that I need to get rid of? And what are the five that I could actually um, enhance, improve on? Uh, And I'll get to my five for five, just to give you an example of these in a moment. So looking at those identifiable things, the next and final step is to really plan and strategize. Okay, well, what can I do to help avoid, you know, falling for those behaviors and activities that aren't purposeful to my goal? And what are the activities, oh, sorry, what's the strategy moving forward so I can do more of those activities, more of those behaviors, and really make sure those behaviors stay because they're important and they are working currently. So make sure they stay or make sure I can improve on them going forward as well. What is the plan moving forward from here for those? So those are the five steps, guys, moving towards really getting aligned, getting realigned with your goals and getting back on track. Um, So this is almost halfway through the year, funnily enough, uh, and it's a good time to do this activity to reflect on, well, what's worked, what hasn't worked. And uh, certainly, you know, for myself as well, go away today and reflect on these things. What are the five for five? And it's actually very timely for me too. So those are the five steps, awareness and reflection, re-identify and confirm your goals, identify problem behaviors and activities, identify positive behaviors and activities, and then plan, strategize, and prepare. So once you've done that, now you can spend some time on this. I always thought, you know, this was an activity that needed to be done because things have got to happen, you know, and, and I'm very impatient. But you really need to sit yourself down. And if it takes a week to do this, whether that be an hour every night or every single day, eight hours a day for five days to plan this or a couple of weeks even, it doesn't matter. The more time you spend planning and reflecting and thinking about these things, the better is you're going to be able to action them and implement them and execute them moving forward. It is really important to take that time with these sort of things. So I hope that helps. hope you get a little bit out of that. Now, if you're interested in staying listening, I'll give you the five for five that I wrote down. uh, And then this is a few years back. And I'm not going to go into depth with these. Um, And the five for five. So my five for five, the five that I I found that were really um, limiting my progress towards my goals back then was TV, negative people, uh, unnecessary tech, procrastination, and drinking. So you can see, I mean, there's a bit of a mix there, isn't there? But those are the five limiting behaviors that I certainly found were slowing me down. The five that were enhancing or really helping me towards my goals was reading, and I put there listening as well, exercise, creative time and reflection time, uh, delegating and outsourcing, and rising early or joining the 5am club, as I put down there in the original article. So as I reflect on these things, um, I still look at my life now and I I go drinking um, becomes sometimes a little bit more heavy when things aren't going well, uh, when I'm too busy, too stressed. Um, Perhaps you can relate. Now, when that's the case, it's probably a matter of that, you know, if you're stressed and if you're busy, you're probably not really doing the things that matter towards your goals. And that's when behaviors like drinking, mind-numbing activities, even TV, for example, can become involved because you just feel like you need to get away from it all and escape the stress. Um, There's, I'm sure, some psychological implications behind all that and why that happens. 
Um, but certainly there's a couple of behaviors there where I go, well, they actually aren't helping me. Um, and there may be other tasks and unnecessary stuff that's causing me a lot of stress in my life that I need to clear out as well to help reduce them. So this is a great chance to do all that. You look at unnecessary tech, for example, uh, the amount of emails, social media and stuff that we're surrounded by. You know, I was getting so hooked on that and spending so much time of it. And yeah, whilst it was all something that I thought was necessary and people were telling me that it's absolutely the best thing, I was doing it way too much. And perhaps it wasn't very purposeful. And certainly I didn't find it was actually getting me the results that I wanted. So, you know, that's just an example of some extra activities that were causing me stress to perhaps create those extra behaviors that weren't conducive to my goals going forward, like watching TV, which I'm grateful to have eliminated mostly from my life. Negative people, now that's a good one too. I mean, if you want positive results, hang around with positive people. Negative people are going to bring you down. They're going to, you know, clutter your mind with negative thought and activity. Um, it's not the right way forward. So that's just one thing that I reduce there. Sometimes a tough one, especially if some of your best friends are a little bit negative. Uh, but if you want your goals and you're finding that their negative thoughts is really not helping you, not conducive to you moving forward, then you might want to get rid of them as well. And then procrastination. Procrastination. I've written some articles on this as well. Why do we procrastinate? Well, because we don't really know what we want. Uh, perhaps what we're procrastinating over isn't really um, of value to us, or perhaps there's something that fears us there as well. But procrastination is certainly a time suck, energy suck as well. And it's something that we need to avoid. So those are the five things that I identify as behaviors and activities that certainly weren't helping me moving forward. So I need to find out how to eliminate them. So what it came down to is, well, firstly, putting some, some more uh, good activities back in my life and reducing some of the stuff that wasn't necessary or clutter in my life. So reading um, certainly was one of those things that I could replace TV with um, and expand my mind. Uh, it helps put some positive information in there. So that was a really good one. Uh, exercising was essential too. Um, exercising is the best way to start the day, in my opinion, whether that just be with a bit of yoga or going for a jog or going to the gym, whatever it might be. An absolute great way to get the uh, the heart pumping, the blood flowing, the brain working and get into your day. To do those few things, you know, rising early uh, for me is, is paramount. Getting up at five o'clock or 4.45 at the moment, depending on the day, you know, it's a really great way to use those couple of hours in the morning to really spend some time stretching, um, recharging, doing a bit of meditation, really just focusing on the day ahead and even getting a bit of creative time in there as well, like podcasting or writing for me. Um, you can do whatever you want in those couple of hours, but it's a time where everyone else is asleep. If you've got a family, it's really, you know, me time. Um, so that's really important for me. Um, I'm an early, um, early to rise, early to bed sort of guy. Um, and that's just become sort of my habit over that time. You know, it certainly hasn't always been the case, uh, but it seems to help. Creative time, creative time is essential for me. It's the doing the things that I love. It's, it's really about expressing yourself. You need to have that time where you can do that stuff. So my writing, my podcasting is that creative time for me. Um, but I also link that with a bit of reflection time as well, a time for you to just really delve within internally and just reflect on life and what's working and what you're thinking about and etc. I mean, all that stuff is really important. So I think creating that time is certainly going to help you towards your goal. 
Um, another one I put back in there then was delegating and outsourcing. Um, certainly, there's a lot of stuff in your life and a lot of things that you're just getting bogged down with and causing you stress. That's not going to help with those other activities. Um, perhaps you can outsource them. So that's where I sort of figured, well, if I can get rid of some of this stuff off my plate and, and give it to other people to do for me, then I can really focus on, on that 20% that's getting me the results. Um, I can still do the other stuff that um, may be less important but still necessary. Um, by having someone else do them and that way it's going to reduce my stress and some of those other behaviors that certainly aren't conducive like tv or drinking um, can be removed as well now i'm not against drinking i'm not against tv um, but i think certainly um, for me um, when they do come about and they start um, you know becoming a little bit more of a, a behavior um, in my day-to-day -day life it's something that I, I certainly notice has effect on me achieving my goals so Again, you need to reflect on these as it relates to your own lives and really take this five to five um, task on um, in, in perspective of what works for you and what doesn't work for you. There's just a few of the things that I um, wrote about at that time. Um, so interestingly enough, it is midway through the year and I do have a few goals this year that I'm working on. Number one is getting my book published, which is an ongoing uh, process and I always thought three years to write a book it seems so ridiculous, but it seems to be taking me a lot longer than I thought, and perhaps it will be three years, I don't know, but I'm hoping that it'll get out this year. Um, you know, there's a couple of other goals that I'm working on as well, but as I, as I do this activity, it's really timely for me too to look back and go, well, what has worked in the last six months for me? What has really been conducive to making me feel better about my life, making me feel like I've got more purpose and meaning in this life, making me feel happier? And what have been the activities and behaviors that certainly haven't achieved that or haven't contributed to that? And then I can go, well, I'm going to get rid of those five. And to do that, I'm going to try and you know, implement more of these things. And that is the five for five. And I think it's grand practice. And I think I need to do it. I think we can all do it more often. We could think about and this, reflect on it every day. And really, the ultimate goal is continual and never-ending improvement. Guys, I hope you got something out of this. Let me know what you think. Jump onto thehiddenwhy.com. And let me know your comments in the comments fields there, or you can email me directly, Facebook me, etc., uh, etc. Et Would love to connect. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, guys and girls. That is my solo rant for this week. Guys, I really hope you enjoyed it. I hope you've received some value. Guys, it is my goal, it's my wish that each of these episodes that I do, you are left feeling a little bit more inspired, perhaps even a little bit more educated. I want to really share with you my thoughts, my perspectives, the things that I'm learning, perhaps even some tools and practices that can help you transition from a life with unease, a life that is sufferable, a life that is maybe filled with hate or regret, to a life that is beautiful, a life that has a deeper sense of joy and happiness present at each moment, regardless of the pleasure or pain that you might be experiencing in that given moment. Guys, if you love The Hidden Why, if you love what I'm doing here, you can support the show in a number of different ways. Firstly, you can subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast and subscribe to my newsletter at thehiddenwhy.com. If you have the time and haven't already, you can leave us a review on iTunes. It's a one to five star review with a quick comment. 
You can also connect with me, guys. I love your feedback. I love your suggestions. I love your comments. So connect with me at thehiddenwire.com. You can leave comments in any of the show notes that you listen to there. You can also reach me directly through my email address and then in any of the social media platforms available there. You can also support the show by using the Amazon links within each of the show notes. And that does help support the show. Guys, that's really it. Other than that, go out there. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose. And in doing so, you will discover your hidden why. You will discover a life with greater meaning, freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Thank you.